In fact, I, sometimes in graduate school, I spent a whole uh, a lot of time in a, in a uh, Northampton, Massachusetts library reading 19th century uh, theological journals. There were huge numbers of them. Well, anyway, that's, that's what it's So Sajani Tokshini was really important. And, and, uh, and it was how Bhaktivinoda Thakur really uh, uh, got a big following. because uh, uh, there was an educated elite in, in, in Calcutta. You may be familiar with the word Vajralok. The, the, the kind of educated Bengali elite uh, who also knew English. Uh, a lot of them, like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, were somehow affiliated with the government, the British run government. These were called the Vajralok, these westernized, educated, Bengali elite. You can know Bhaktivinoda Thakur's education. He was educated in that way. Uh, he read English theologians. Uh, and so uh, uh, he followed this method. Uh, he was affiliated with the, one of the foremost of the Bhaktivinoda families, the Thakur, and his brother. Anyway, so. So this Sajjana Toshin is a very important girl. So uh, uh, it was after, uh, taken up again, the editorship uh, by Bokisinapa Saraswati Thakur. But then in 1927, he changed that to an English language publication and called it the Harmonist. But if you look at their masthead, it said, you know, this Sajjana Toshin established 17, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, 1872, I think, was the date. And now the harmonist, which they said is a rough translation. So it was an important publication. And it was in English. I mean, that shows you with their four mistake, like the flagship publication. Instead of starting another English language periodical, they took that and turned it into English and then had another periodical, the Godia continue on in, in Bengali. The first early issues of this, uh, the subject of Toshi had some Bengali, but then it became completely, completely an English language publication. So I started to read this. Uh, because I was looking to see, uh, well, one day I was looking at to see where this term founder charter really came from, and it was to my shock I discovered that that, that title was never held by uh, he was uh, uh, termed the Acharya, but the Acharya was very broad. Uh, the Acharya, all the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, for example, they had these big claims for what is the Acharya, or just the present Acharya. You know? And then he was the president of the Vishva Vaishnava Raj Sabha, which is, which is in some ways identical with the Gaudiya Mat, in some ways a little different. Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha is a term that shows up in the works of Jiva Goswami. Uh, and it's understood in different ways. 
when they, when they announced the publication of the Harmonist in English, they, uh, they, what happened is Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, at a certain point, re revitalized it. Whether it was actually an organization or not, a formal organization, I don't know, because somehow means assembly. You know, Lok Sabha, the lower house, so, uh, so it's the assembly. Vishva Vaishnava Raj Sabha. And according to them, Vishva uh, Vaishnava, Vaishnava Raj uh, is the name of Lord Chaitanya, the king of the Vaishnavas. Uh, and the Sabha is the world, universal. Vishwa uh, Vaishnava Raj Sabha. And so that was a kind of re-inaugurated ceremoniously by Bhakti Thakur, who shortened the name, and then Bhakti Siddhanta again revived it again formally and restored the old name, the, the longer name, Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha, and had three of his leading disciples with a governing uh, group for the Vishwamashna Sabha. They were the sponsors of these big uh, uh, fairs that they would uh, put on and so on. And sometimes the temples in, in, in the harmonists were listed as temples affiliated with the Vishwamashna Sabha. Uh, and then that was called sometimes the Gobi Amat, some later on the Gobi Mission. So, so this was the this was the became the, the publication uh, of uh, this this uh, uh, this organization and and, and Bhakti Siddhanta was just the, the president of Vishwa Vaishnava Sabha and then later on became president of Charya the hyphenated member on the Charya. Where did it come from? So I eventually tracked it down. Uh, because uh, that was the name. Uh, anyway, let me go back. So in English, because their goal was to preach in the West. And this was their beginning of it. And they sent copies of uh, of, of, this, uh, uh, of the harmonists. Uh, and uh, and Bhakti Siddhartha says what he found for was the editor. He was always the editor, uh, and, and but the, the the de facto editor was Nishikant Sanyo, who, who was the, the uh, uh, professor of history of Rajasthan College. His initiated name was Narayan Das, uh, also called Bhaktisuddha. They gave him the honorary title of Bhaktisuddha, and he worked very closely with Bhaktisuddha. So it's one of like this for English language. Publication, and then, of course, their their goal was always to go to the West. This this was this was there from the beginning. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati managed to uh, uh, well, he took over from 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 Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Bhakti Vinod Thakur had an organization, the Namhata. But it was very loose. They didn't have real temples. They were just groups of people. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati uh, was preaching, spread all over. And, and also, Bhakti Vinod Thakur had done something 
that was, uh, he had rescued Gobi Vaishnavism from being a village religion with a very bad reputation. There, there's the uh, uh, late, uh, uh, late 19th century English publication called Hastings Encyclopedia of Religion and Philosophy, a couple of volumes. And there's a little article there about Chaitanya, and all it says about him is that he introduced a degenerate element into Vaishnavism. Because if the Sahajiyas were then, they were the Vaishnavas. And of course, we know that Bhaktivedanta Thakur uh, sorted through these and found what he did his understanding of the pure strain of Vaishnavism. And, and, and he basically made it respectable. There's been a doctoral dissertation by Jason Fuller about Bhaktivedanta Thakur. Uh, people are now interested in him because of his karma. Where did this come from? And they look back and they see Bhaktivedanta and they see Bhaktivedanta Thakur. And here's Bhaktivedanta Thakur who was a sophisticated, urban, educated, government minister, elite kind of a person who took this village religion out of the hands of a lot of people who were claimed to represent it, and got the representation of it for himself. Uh, that's what he did. Uh, and, uh, and spread it. And also corresponded in English. Uh, and uh, so Bhakti Siddhanta uh, decided he was a different kind of organization. And therefore, he made mats. Mat means a monastery. There were temples with, with, with monks, selling the people. Bhaktivinotaka was mostly all households. Uh, and so, so, and, and, and he really conceived of the very strong idea that there needs to be a, 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 a organization and put that into effect. And very quickly uh, managed to get, uh, after the, the first temple in Calcutta, uh, then uh, originally there were just some householders living in this building. This is the one at Utilongi Junction Road. The Prabhupada met him. Pakistan stayed on the top floor. Their householders on the bottom floor. Later that became uh, the, 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 the Temple called the Goliabad, and later they made the big Pagbazar temple in Calcutta. So this is the, uh, the world, and that was their headquarters for world preaching. That was the Calcutta, because it was a world city. And Bhaktivinotankur felt themselves. I mean, globalism started a long time ago, like 14th century, <laughs> but it's not new. But the, but, 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 the, but, the, but the British had done, you know, was that there was a, there was a sense of being, being part of some global, uh, uh, global group. And of course, Gandhi learned law in England. So. <laughs> this is, uh, this is uh, uh, what was going on in those days. So, 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 so Bhakti Sananda you know, took this up, carried it forward with this idea of this organized, organized effort of people who were full-time dedicated uh, preachers. Like, uh, 
uh, and with this, this, this journal in English from 1927. And then the, the big thing to do was to send features to England, which they embarked in 1933. Um, that's a few years, but they were working very hard to do that. But one of the jobs that he really, really, see in 1930, they established this Bunkazar temple, the big marble temple. That Bunkus Dudley got quite disgusted with some of the people there, so they're just fighting over the rooms, and I now I would just rather think things. But anyway, that was their big, big central temple. For Calcutta had already been, always been their management center. Uh, but the temple in Mayapur, called the, 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 the Sri Chaitanya Mat, uh, was the parent mat. Uh, this was another, this is on the, it's on the land uh, that, that, uh, that um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur had purchased. It's, it's, it's the place where uh, Lord Chaitanya performed the drama where he uh, dressed as Lakshmi Devi and said, uh, no, no, anyone, no one can watch this who's not free from sexual desire. You know, another <laughs> story, but that's where that pastime took place on this land. And that's the land where Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, before he started the Gaudiya Mount, spent almost 10 years chanting. He took a vow to chant. What's the number? Oh, you remember? I forgot the number. Huh? Three billion. Three billion names, right? And he did it. Took almost ten years. And he did a few other things too. But he was there. Chant that was he did a lot of that chanting on that land. He had a little cottage built there, uh, and executed there. And then when he finished the uh, he then established uh, a temple that's, that's, uh, that's there now, which became known as the, the Sri Chaitanya. And then later was rebuilt, where it's the teaching temple. It has the four founder acharyas around the outside of the central dome. Uh, the four founder acharyas. That's the word, see, founder acharyas. Those are called the founder acharyas. Because and it illustrates it illustrates the point that that uh, Lord Chaitanya's philosophy is the synthesis of the, uh, the doctrines propounded by the four founder Chaitanya's. Uh, and there's a historical point in Bhaktivinoda Mahatya, which depicts uh, Lord Chaitanya appearing to each of the four founders of Chaitanya and tell them, you're going to prepare the way for me. So Bhaktivinoda is teaching us uh, it, it, it is that is that these four traditional sampradayas that are mentioned in the Padma Purana are really preparing the way for Lord Chaitanya. And this temple teaches that. And it's built near the birthplace. It's not the, not the yoga thing, but it's, it, it, it's near there. And that was that was the, the headquarters. Not the headquarters, the managing headquarters, but, but the parent mock, they call it, 
which all the lots are uh, expansions of. They call the Calcutta Temple the expansion of Sri Chaitanya Mahat into the modern urban environment. This was their term for modern urban environment. Uh, and it was a very important point because it becomes stressed because the, uh, you can read in the harmonies there was obviously a competition. Some people were proposing that the main temple should now be the Calcutta Temple. And this was the beginning of a, 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 a unhealthy, uh, egocentric competition for supremacy that later led the, the split and the Gaudiya Mahat and both these adopted disappearance. So, so anyway, part of going to the West was a book. And the book was supposed to, was called Sri Krishna Chaitanya. The author was Nishikant Sanyal, because he had academic credentials. Uh, Bhakti Siddhanta, very, very carefully, was working with him on this book. It was supposed to be three volumes. The title, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And the preachers didn't leave for the West in 1933 until they had the first volume in their hand. At least some copies of it. And it was really very well done. Uh, you don't you don't get to Lord Chaitanya until about 175 pages into the book. There before that, there's a, a whole section of the history of atheism, in Buddhism, Mayavada philosophy, and other things. We talk about Western thinkers too, and then a history of theism which are the four Vaishnavas. And in that section, the history of theism, you find the word founder, Acharya, that, that, that particular small English, Sanskrit, hyphenated, hybrid, compound, founder, Acharya, as the term of art for these four founder, Sampradaya, Acharyas. That's what was used for that. Uh, and and uh, that book uh, was was um, very well done. I, I, it, it's a, you can see the resources that the Gaudiya monk put into this book because the paper. Here's some. I got an original copy from the university library. You know the ones that they brought <laughs> from a, originally came from from an English bookstore. Uh, the paper was first class. The original binding was still there and held up quite nicely. So the binding was good. Impeccably edited. So, so the resources they put into this, and it's also pitched on a very high level, it's not a, exactly an easy book to read. Uh, so that, so for an educated audience. And you can understand these are colonial subjects going to the, you know, to, to, to London and uh, they want to make a good impression. Uh, so, so that was that, that, that effort. The second volume was apparently written uh, the, the current Gaudiya mission in Calcutta about 10 years ago published it, although they edited it so you can't see what the original manuscript was like, and the third volume was apparently never written. But they looked with that, that first volume. Uh, with that, that fixed goal, that was their thing, to go into the West, and they all the, everything they did to spread all over India was in some ways preparation for the next, the, the really big step of, of going to the West, and then everything crashed. And then it crashed. So meanwhile, here's Srila Prabhupada, 
by Srila Prabhupada, who uh, was not a major figure in the Gaudiya Bhakti. Years ago, when I was a new devotee, uh, uh, one, one, one of the people, one, one of my uh, older god brothers told me they had met somebody from the Gaudiya Mata who said about Prabhupada, oh, he was never very important. He wasn't one of the big competitors, because everybody who was important was actually a sannyasi, or at least a, a brahmacharya. The householders were, 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 were fringed out, you know. Uh, and Prabhupada was married when he, when he met Prabhupada. He said, I'm a Sarasota kind of And, uh, and uh, but he received this order. First thing he told him when he met him was to you, you educated Scottish Church's College. It was an English medium. Prabhupada got a very good English literature. Uh, English language education. He, he knew a 19th century British poetry very well. You know this phrase, plain living and high thinking, right out of a Wordsworth poem. And only only college English majors know this. <laughs> because nobody reads Wordsworth anymore. Plain, when he's lamenting Wordsworth, plain living and high thinking are no more. You know? If you know English literature from that century, you can see how much Prabhupada knew that, 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 that he, had, he had learned this. So Bhakti Siddhartha said, you know this, so he asked him to preach in English. Uh, but he had asked lots of people to do it. It wasn't to, to, to preach in English, but it means go to the West. Uh, so many leading disciples were told to do that. And they put the, all this effort into that first thing where Bhatt Maharaj was the leading preacher and they, what they call old Tirtha, Bhaktisiddhanta's first sannyasi disciple who was actually initiated by Bhaktisiddhanta went with him, probably to keep him on the straight and narrow path. And Sambhadananda went with him to become a, a student at the University of London. There were three people that went aboard this ship down for Genoa, Victoria. Uh, and they ended up in London in 1933. Uh, and you can read all the reports they send him back all the time. They're published in, 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 the, in, the, in the harmonies. Uh, and then it all crashed. Uh, uh, first of all, Bhakti Siddhanta got, got uh, quite disgusted with Bhama Maharaj. They, I think they had a big disagreement about preaching strategy. And Bhana Maharaj seemed to be something in the mood look, I've been there, I've seen him on a slide. You can't use the client somewhat. And he did do a penance later on, some 10 years, for offending his spiritual master, Bhakti But Bhakti recalled him from England. The Maharaj of Tripura was going to donate the money for a temple in London. Bhaktisiddhanta wrote the Maharaja Tripura and said, don't give him any money. And he recalled Bhatta Maharaj, who was their big hero. I mean, they were really making a big deal out of him. And the first time he came back with triumphant processions everywhere. Uh, then the next time he recalled him and Bhaktisiddhanta wouldn't even see him. 
And I've heard from my godmothers that uh, who were Prabhupada, that Prabhupada said that Bhaktisiddhanta even referred to him as Banasura. <laughs> so, so angry at him. <laughs> and that Prabhupada said that the, the land that Bhakti, uh, Bhama Maharaj got a cross from us in, in, in our temple, that now across from our temple, he had a day called the Institute for Oriental Philosophy that he made. Said it was bought with money that was supposed to go for the London Temple. Prabhupada said these things. I don't know if they're all recorded, but they have reliable testimony that he, that, that he said these things. So, so uh, it fell apart. We became disgusted with him. The rivalry was going on in the Bhaktisiddhanta left. Bhaktisiddhanta, we do have the original handwritten. Uh, minutes taken of his last wishes, which, by the way, were given in English, recorded in English, which is interesting, uh, 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 and where the, the, the instruction was to form a governing body commission. But uh, other people made plans to become the next Acharya. First, his big manager, Kunja Babu, decided he was going to be the Acharya. He was not very popular with a lot of people, and they, they set up their own uh, own uh, own uh, Nandavasudev, who was Bhaktisiddhanta's secretary, backed by Sridhar Maharaj, to be the next to be the competing acharya. Uh, I have a tape of some of DVCs talking to Sridhar Maharaj and asked him, "Why did you back him for the?" For, for being the next Acharya. He said because he knew the Siddhanta better than anyone. He was very, very scholarly. Uh, and uh, and Siddhartha says, uh, and dismissed the, according to him, there was a GBC. The people that were on the GBC were there, but it never went into action. And Siddhartha said he didn't care for them. I don't know why. But instead, he backed this person to the next Acharya. And then, of course, what happened is Sridhar tells me, tells me, was telling the members of the GBC, they found love letters in his possession from a woman. He wasn't a sannyasi, he was a brahmacharya, but they found love letters. They confronted him with this relationship he was carrying on, uh, uh, and, and then uh, it got very nasty. Because, of course, he did, they said to him, Senior people like Shiroba, you should step down. You cannot, you're not fit to occupy the seat of Shiva Prabhupada. You're not fit to occupy the seat. That's how they thought of it, was to occupy that seat. Notice how Prabhupada is still on the seat. That was his arrangement, so nobody put the murti on the Vyasa and nobody else could sit down. <laughs> 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 I'm told he said that. I, I don't know where it's ever written down, but somebody, I asked that somebody once, one, a long time ago, I don't remember who it was, why Prabhupada wanted his murti there, so nobody else could sit there. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what happened, they tried to get somebody uh, to be the, the, uh, his replacement, and, uh, and uh, he fell down. Anyway, then it split and split again and split again. They lost their conservative force. So Prabhupada saw all this stuff. 
And, and what I can see from the research I did, how much Prabhupada studied carefully how he studied Bhaktisiddhanta's Sarasvati Very, very exactly what he did. And I can see now part of what he studied was what he did, not just what he was like and how he behaved, but what he accomplished. Making an organization that was a preaching organization. He, no he noticed that uh, uh, very much. Uh, and he, he saw there was a structure uh, to the Gaudiya where the, the idea that there had to be a parent mat, of which the others were the branches. And they defended this parent mat because it was a controversy because some people wanted Calcutta to be the main thing, and they most of the main thing. And they gave spiritual, theological reasons why the Sri Chaitanya Mat and Mayapur, remember Mayapur is the back of beyond. Even now it's hard to get to, but in those days to get to Mayapur, you really had to bushwhack your way into the countryside. It was really remote place. Uh, and, and, uh, but, uh, but it, 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 anyway, uh, that was the main, that was the parent temple. And the, the reason was, not simply because Mahaprabhu appeared in Mayapur, but because Mayapur was the descended spiritual world. And this is in, uh, actually, th this idea that Mayapur is swayedi in the spiritual world, manifest here, that like in the spiritual world, there's a, a, a place of Krishna Leela, uh, and then of course a place of Vaikuntha, for Narayana range, but there's also a place of eternal Chaitanya Leela. And this is what's referred to as Swayedeva. And this, this is in the Chaitanya Bhagavad. It goes back that far, but this is, the, is, is there. And that's the descended spiritual world. And that the temple on a holy place in Mayapur is, in fact, they say, eternally existing in the spiritual world, along with the Acharya. This, this is where the, it's an ecclesiology. Uh, so that, that uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but that there's a couple of articles in, in, the, in, at the, in 1930, in the Harmonist, outlining the spiritual picture of the institution. How uh, the founder, they, but I have to say, Bhakti Siddhartha never took the title founder of China. He, had, he was the president of China. However, in this particular article, which is unsigned edit article in the Harmonist, unsigned means it has editorial authority and approval. It's clearly written uh, by Nishikan Sanyal by Narayan Das, who was the second-hand man, who was also the author of it. And there is where he refers to Bhakti Siddhanta as not the founder of Charya. And he does it later in 1936 in a signed article, where uh, 
Bhaktisiddhanta is described as the founder of Charya. And, and my conclusion is that this title was being prepared for Bhaktisiddhanta. Because he would, it would, be, would be offered to him. And, and with at least his tacit approval. Because it's a, it's a handy word. The meaning means that's the same title for the four acharyas, uh, the Sambhadaya acharyas from Kali Yuga. So Bhaktisiddhanta, you know, but then, he, but then twice, so you know, refers to him that way. Uh, and in that article where he's saying that the, this, 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 this temple, the, the he describes the institution that, that is, is this temple, the Sri Chaitanya Mantra, is in the spiritual world, together with the founder Charya, and is manifest here. And the founder Charya is, uh, all the other temples are none different from the central temple, or from the parent temple, they are none different. Uh, and that the that, uh, and that the the whole institution is none different from the founder charter. Uh, so this was the, the ecclesiology that, that was set up. Bhakti Siddhanta in, did not go to the West. He was planning to. He was planning to go to England and then America. Uh, by at a certain point he would have gone. I suspect when there was a, a temple there, but he was, was planning to go. And I think that when he would have spread the movement into the West, then the title founder of Shania would have been accepted by him that was being prepared. And my biggest evidence is that when Srila Prabhupada came to America, then you can see it in the second issue of Dr. Godhead magazine, Founder Charter, which is there before his name. And it's first it's used sporadically, and then only when there's problems uh, uh, with some of his godbrothers and the subverting uh, his position, that Prabhupada finally insists that Founder Charter is there all the time. But it was the, he had that idea from the beginning. And, and this is actually quite an act of humility. Because, because what you can see is, is the Gaudiya Mark was going on in a certain way, and it broke down. It crashed. Bhai uh, Maharaj kept going to the West. He did. With his own preaching strategy in 1972, he was in America and in Canada. He was giving learned lectures to academic little conferences in universities. That's what he was doing. He had his own ideas still. <laughs> anyway, but, but when, when Prabhupada came to America, and you have to understand now that Prabhupada's coming to America was like, an, when, when, when the Gaudiya Mott sent their preachers to the West, there was a whole institution backing them up. What was his backup? He, he, it was solo. 
So he explained the same order that he got in his first reading of Bhaktisiddhanta, he received in the last letter from him, where Prabhupada describes this, that, that he, 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 he told us about this, that at a certain point uh, uh, in 1936, he was feeling a little distressed. He wrote a letter to Bhaktisiddhanta, I'm not doing much, I, I can't serve you very well. My, my godbrothers were sannyasis and the brahmacharis there are doing so much. Is there anything I can do? Prabhupada I just thought a little like that, I just expressed my feelings. Uh, and uh, then he got, he got, he got a letter. Bhaktisiddhanta at that time was, was ill, turned out to be terminally ill. He was in Puri uh, to try to recover his health. And then from Puri he went to Calcutta where he passed away. So just a, just a couple of weeks before Bhaktisiddhanta left his body, Prabhupada gets a letter from him, his last communication, and he tells him the same thing he told him in the beginning, that you should write in English. You should write in English. Uh, and, and so, and that meant go to the West. Everybody knew this. It wasn't, you know, just here was picked out. Go to the West. And, and, and then Prabhupada, when he tells us about, about this, a lecture about the Siddhanta disappearance, I have a lecture on here, I can hear it for a moment. Yeah, when, 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 he, when, he, when he tells him this, uh, he, he, yeah, in 1969 in Los Angeles on the disappearance day of, of, of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, and he's saying, how did we get together? I'm in one country, you're in another country. Uh, and Prabhupada says, uh, I wrote him a letter, my dear master, your other disciples, brahmacharis, sannyasis, they are rendering you direct service. I am a householder, I cannot live with you, I cannot serve you nicely, so I do not know how can I serve you. Simply an idea, I was thinking of serving him. How can I serve him seriously? So the reply was dated 13 December 1936. In that letter, he wrote, My dear such and such, I am very glad to receive your letter. I think you should try to push on our movement in English. That was his writing. And that will be, do good to you and to the people who will help you. That was his instruction. But then he passed away a fortnight later. Prabhupada says, but I took that order of my spiritual master very seriously. But I did not think that I had to do such and such a thing. Uh, I was at that time a householder. In other words, uh, uh, I, there was no possibility. I never thought, you know, Prabhupada says like that. What? Like, you know, he gets this order, the last words, reflecting his first words. What can I do? I was a householder. I couldn't make a plan. And then Prabhupada said, uh, he took it seriously by studying a commentary by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur on the Bhagavad Gita. In this verse, Vyavasatana Kabuti uh, says basically that verse is saying that if you want to be successful in spiritual life, you need this characteristic Vyavasa Atmika Bhuti, like single pointed, fixed 
determination or intelligence. Otherwise, if your intelligence is bomb shot, if you have many branches, you won't be successful. You may do other things, but those other things have to be really in the service of the main thing. Uh, so, Yeah, then, then here's, here's what Vishwanathachari Thakur wrote. He wrote, this is commentary, of all kinds of intelligence, the best intelligence is focused on bhakti yoga. One's, in bhakti yoga, one's intelligence is single-pointed or fixed in determination. One thinks, this is the instructions of my spiritual master. Worship the personality of Godhead by chanting, remembering, serving His feet, and so on, are my only sadhana, my only sadhya, my only livelihood, my only practice, my only goal, my only livelihood, to serve the instruction of the spiritual master. I am incapable of giving up these instructions, either in the stage of practice or in the stage of perfection. You never outgrow them. You're always a servant. They alone are my object of my desire and my only responsibility. Besides them, I can desire no other responsibility, not even in my dreams. It is the same to me whether I feel happy or unhappy, or whether my material existence is eradicated or not. Don't even worry about being liberated. You just do this. Uh, so Prabhupada says he got inspiration from this. Uh, and, and so uh, he took it seriously. Uh, uh, but this is uh, but this is the arrangement of Krishna. We strictly try to serve the spiritual master, his order. Krishna will give their, us all facility. That is the secret. And over and over again, Prabhupada refers to this verse as giving the secret of success. And this is his experience. So Prabhupada did it. He took it very seriously. And so he followed the pattern of Bhaktisiddhanta. The first thing he was able to do, okay, to write in English, he starts back to Godhead magazine just a few years later. The first issue comes out in 1944, a periodical, like the Harmonist. He does that. And, but, but by then, of course, Bhakti Siddhanta had left. The Gaudiya months had, had split up. There were these warring factions. There was a court case filed. Uh, and and there, there was ongoing. People were splitting and then splitting again and all this other stuff. Uh, and, and, and so Prabhupada says, you know, I tried a little bit in that spirit. So he starts back to Godhead magazine and then starts writing books. His fantastic commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam. Again, by himself. I mean, I sat there with this, uh, this Sri Krishna Chaitanya from the Gaudiya Mahan in one hand, 
and Prabhupada's original first volume of Bhagavatam in the other, and looked at the quality of the paper, and looked at the binding. The paper is already crumbling up in the original. You know, Ray Prabhupada only had acne. He doesn't need money. He was the fundraiser. He, he was the writer. He was the proofreader. He, he went to the printers and bought the paper. You know, he published it, distributed everything, sold all by himself. Practically had no help uh, to do this. That was done by the combined effort of the whole Gaudiya Mahat. He's doing it all by himself. People would think he's crazy. They, they would think this is, you know, like a kind of wacko thing that he's doing. Uh, but he's, he's distributing and sending the books out to important people in the government and getting their endorsement. And he had, you know, the League of Devotees, first of all. He's got this idea of going to the West and all this other stuff. People would thought he was crazy. And, but he's just following the order. He's just a servant. And, and when he gets to America, the time that is supposed to stop now, when he gets to America, again, he's by himself. He has no resources, no money. The, 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 uh, goes to New York, uh, uh, because that's the place to go. Uh, you know, he's in Butler, Pennsylvania for a little while, just to sort of look, look at America and get acclimatized a little bit. And, uh, yeah, and so, 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 when it comes to America, who shows up in New York? But people that, that you wouldn't think were good candidates, right? uh, young people. Uh, probably, later it became the most hippies. Prabhupada's uh, description of them: lazy, lying in the streets, drug addicted, unwashed. Um, they, all these descriptions are the motivations. But Prabhupada didn't didn't turn away. So gradually, he, from the, the, those people, he, he forged his movement. And, and, and he simply just took the opportunity and just stuck to it. So that was, you know, that the opposite. He was looking to see when he didn't know was apparently he was going to succeed or fail. He would be looking at when the ships are going back to India in case he has to leave. There was all these hazards and he might not get his, you know, this is before the green cards were in effect. That happened the same year, 65, that the law was changed, but it took a few years to, you know, for it to go into effect. So he didn't know if he could stay or what he would do, things like that. So he, but he just followed us. In other words, what I learned from Prabhupada, the degree to which, uh, from this research, he was uh, uh, remained the disciple. He was asked once by somebody, some Indian gentleman was praising him, done a miracle. Prabhupada said, I'm, done, I'm not a magician. There's only one thing to my credit. 
I have always remained the servant. I've never tried to become the master. But he understood that. And the, the, so, so when, he, when you see the prana mantra, it was asked by Tamal Krishna, you know, he has the generic prana mantra that Tamal Krishna has. Is there a special one? And Prabhupada came up with it. Uh, and we're offering a basis with the Srila Prabhupada. But his name is Saraswata Deva. It's Saraswata. It's a patronymic. It means the son or servant of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswata. And then Deva. And now it goes into the, the, the locket of case in Sanskrit. We are offering a basis. Namaste, Saraswate, that final A becomes an E. For the reason of Sanskrit grammar. People still chant Namaste, Saraswati, Devi. But that's somebody else. <laughs> it's Namaste, Saraswate, Devi. That's what it is. And it means that I'm offering obeisance to the servant of Bodhisattva. Because what he did was the, the whole Gaudiya Mahatma kind of crashed. People were off doing, doing different things. It takes Srila Prabhupada. He doesn't show up in America. You know, there's a 30 year gap. The, the preachers went in 36. England. That was not a good year for the human race. <laughs> In fact, the 30s, one point W.J. Auden refers to the 30s as a lone, dishonest decade. The whole decade was rotten. But that was the year, in 1933, that Hitler came to power in Germany. That's what was happening. All hell was about to break loose. And in their they, they make announcements in, in the Harmonists uh, about how the, Herr Dr. Goebbels is going to inaugurate our Vyasa Puja celebration in, in, in Berlin. Others, how, how, how Bonn has a, 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 an appointment with Hitler. I don't think it came through. But Goebbels was in charge of cultural affairs so that these, these, these Hare Krishnas wandering around uh, Germany uh, going to the universities and everything were, were there. But that's what, that's what was happening. I mean, the whole world was going to be plunged into, you know, a thing where uh, estimated 40 million people died in a very short amount of time. Uh, that's what was going to happen. Uh, and when Prabhupada came in 1965, it was the opportune moment. Because Prabhupada castigates himself. I was given this water when I was a young man. I couldn't do anything until my old age. That's the way he talks about it in public. Uh, but actually, Krishna is in charge of time. Even if Prabhupada came in 1954, 55, you can't imagine. But he was there at the right time. And he just picked up. Why were they practicing on the laptop? He had the model. 
He had to make adjustments. First of all, you know, he tried Brahmacharya, he tried householders, troubles everywhere, but anyway, well, what, you know, when he, when, when, he, when he brought the London devotee, the devotees who first went to London, uh, and he was telling, introduced them at his Pandal, he said, uh, he said, my spiritual master sent sannyasis to England, and they couldn't do anything, but I have sent three householder couples that have come out successful, so I shall make householders. My spiritual master made sannyasis, so I shall make householders. Householder doesn't mean there's any obstacle for preaching. Later on, he had problems with householders. <laughs> the marriages were in it anyway, so, so then it was back and forth. But, 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 uh, but, but, but anyway, he had, he had, he had the model of, of, of what to do. He had the, he had the plan. And he, he, found, he found people who were receptive. He pushed on the movement. It spread all over very quickly. He understood it was Krishna's mercy, that Krishna's arrangement was there. That very quickly, it was like an explosion. You know, for, for, for first uh, New York City, San Francisco, Montreal, wherever the bowling alley was. Canada, Montreal, I think. Uh, then, then, then when the, the, the people went, went, went to London, then, you know, that was because George Kalpani yeah, made a record in the Bodhi side, a happening record, on a happening label where he chanted Hare Krishna. I had copied that record once. Uh, and and, and uh, when the Beatles had come to America the first time, they, 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 they heard the record, they got it. Uh, when, the, when the devotees went to finally went to London, that's a whole saga how that, that happened, but they finally got there and Shama Sunder wanted to meet the Beatles. Malati said, you don't even know them. <laughs> but he kept trying to meet the Beatles and then finally they were sneaking into Abbey Road Studios. They got caught. And it was uh, uh, Yoko and John and uh, Shama Sunder was duck walking in behind the limousine with the guard on the other side trying to get past the gates. And, the window goes down and it's Yoko Ono and John Lennon and said, Oh, you are Hare Krishna's George is looking for you. <laughs> so then he uses his studio. They record the Hare Krishna mantra with a group that was called the Radha Krishna Temple. It becomes the number one song. It was amazing. These things that, that happened. Prabhupada understood this is Krishna's arrangement. He come there. And, and he, so, so, he, he just picked up where his spiritual master left off. And that's why he says, Namaste, Sarasvati Devi. In other words, he is the continuation of Bodhisattva Sarasvati in another form. Because he's the servant. Not because he's an equal or better, because he's the servant. He is Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva's work is going on, now carried on by the servant. And he's going uh, to the western countries, which are full of Nirvishesha and Sunyavada. The people he met were, were spiritually inclined were either Buddhists, and of course one of the few Indians uh, around at that time still was Swami Nikolananda, who ran the Ramakrishna mission in, in Upper East Side, New York, and Maya bodies and Buddhists everywhere. Uh, uh, so this is 
what, 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 what he, he does. As a disciple, he always remembered, I am a disciple. I'm doing this by the mercy of my spiritual master. And then he modeled his thought uh, very much on, uh, well, one thing that, that he did very early on, as soon as possible, he tried to get land in Mayapur to build a temple there. He was, he was blocked by some godbrothers for some time. He finally got it. And, 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 uh, and, and I think it was 1972, he installed the foundation stone of the Nandashesha for the main temple in Mayapur. And this was, uh, we were told, world headquarters. This is going to be Islam World Headquarters. The GBC is going to meet here every year because it's World Headquarters. The first time we were in Mayapur for the pilgrimage, uh, there was nothing but cane fields around. Uh, the water came from a pump. There was nothing like a telephone. This is World Headquarters, you thought? This is World Headquarters? What does he have in mind? And people were calling, you know, one day, leasing the problem, no, 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 this is the headquarters. Because this temple of the Vedic Planetarium is also the central temple. And the GBC will be there uh, every, every year. Its annual general meeting has, has to be there. This is the model. This, so, so the Gaudi Amman is the beta test version of this cup. <laughs> That's what it was when he watched what Bhakti did, and he learned. He learned what worked, and he learned, well, like, first of all, he, one thing he learned, and he, very quickly, he didn't wait till the end to start a GPC. He started right in the very beginning and watched it and nurtured it and let them make mistakes and come in when he needed to and, and so on. So he, but he, he did the GPC, Bhakti wanted. And again, here's another interesting thing. Probably made this committee, he called it G Governing Body Commission. My God. If you're an American, you know, there's this board of directors called the Governing Body Commission. Well, it turned out to be the name of the governing board of the Indian Railways, was the <laughs> Governing Body Commission. And you can visit their offices in London, it's still preserved. That was the GBC. That was the inspiration for a very big, you know, because the, the railway, one of the things in India that really worked. <laughs> and that was well organized and well run. And so uh, this, this is where the this GBC kind of came from. Bhakti Siddhanta used the word of Prabhupada. It sounds so weird if you're American, but if you're English, you know right away. <laughs> What, what it was. So, so you could visit those headquarters there. Some of the boys have gone and told me about it. It's, it's, they were like a big man. And it was so funny, the first time I went into a GBC meeting, it was like walking back in time. Because I, I used to read a lot of English literature in the 19th century, and uh, Dickens in his novels has lots of descriptions of governing bodies meeting. And it was the same, these huge overstuffed chairs. <laughs> You know, not like the modern border with a table and everybody around, sort of a big overstuffed chairs, you know. 
trail that would be the board members are sitting around and these peons are coming along with drinks and, and so on like that. <laughs> so who is this who you recognize this 19th century English boardroom? <laughs> it took a while before we got modern furniture. No, that was that was really well. So so Prabhupada just based every everything on, on, on that. And and and, and and, and the proof of it is his, his discipleship. How he completely studied Bhaktisiddhanta, learned from him, inherited this desire to give Krishna consciousness to others. But that was, that he understood was the essential thing. The whole purpose of an organization, of working together, of cooperation, uh, this, this was, the, the aim was, to deliver Krishna consciousness uh, most effectively to as many people as possible. With a sense of urgency, time is running out. Uh, every day you waste and somebody misses out. So he, that's what he, he understood that. And didn't let anything else get in the way. So that's what that's what that's what we learned from the country of Prabhupada as the representative of his spiritual. Uh, and in the same way, uh, we have to continue. Uh, so, and, and Prabhupada sets the example for us. Uh, and I, I think just to conclude that, that when Prabhupada came to America, it was Krishna's arrangement that he had no resources. He had, didn't have money, 40 rupees for all they were to take out. He was by himself, no institutional help or support. When he came to America, he saw the opportunity. He wrote to his godbrothers to work with him. He would become a servant of their institutions. Nobody would help. And no institutional support. He was 70 years old. He had his 70th birthday. I know what that's like. I got mine. And I, it's important. It's the time you're really ready to take it easy, you know, so he didn't have youthful energy and vigor. Uh, uh, he uh, knows all by himself. I mean, without any way of help. No, his health was bad. He had, he had a heart attack on the, on the ship, stroke after he got here. Must have been quite a physical strain just to, you know, uproot from one country and go to another country completely alone. Terra incognito, you know. But, but he did all those things, and it, so Krishna just showed that the, the, what, the one thing that you do need is this discipleship, the meaning of discipleship,
the use of the term Swati Pita be the abode of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm -hmm. Instead of calling it that, would be called Swati Pita. And you have been studying harmonies and those things. I've been studying Brahma Samhita. The Sri Brahma Samhita, for sure. With commentary by Jiva Swami and then you know, made into English by the text 5 and text 37. Take a look at the purport and Jiva Goswami's commentary, and it's there. References in text 5 to Svetiki as the quadrangular region outside of the hexagonal yantra. Mm -hmm. So the quadrangular region is, it should be references as the Bodhisattva Mahaprabhu. And Bhakti Siddhanta comments in the purport. Svetiki should not be taken as less because it's like suburbs instead of a city, or outside instead of like where Krishna is abode and not around the gopis. It's as important because it makes Goloka complete, because it's the abode of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who makes Krishna complete. And he explains it. And that's good. And uh, in the last paragraph of text 56, that's that really long one. Mm -hmm. This is the, the last verse spoken by Lord Brahma. The last paragraph. Paramaki Tad Aspadyam Apicha. This is the Sanskrit, one of the lines of Sanskrit in the sloka. And there it indicates what Chaitanya. Paramaki, Krishna himself, the Apicha is translated also not Paramapi ta asvadyam api cha. So it is indicating Lord Chaitanya who wishes to be in a relationship with Param api. So read it in Kamini Bhakti Siddhanta goes through the three reasons why Lord Chaitanya appeared and experienced the love of Radha and those things. And that line indicates in the verse that Swayta Dweep. And Goloka and Swayta Dweep are the same. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, that's one, for your, you know, next time you speak on this topic, that says. Yeah, I'll look at those verses again. She said 5, thirty. Text 5 and text 30, excuse me, 56. 50, oh, that's the last one. Yeah, the, the long one. Yeah. So, of course, Bhakti Siddhanta picked up on it, but it's in Deepa Swami's commentary as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, and it does go all the way back to Chaitanya Bhagavad. Yeah. Well, it goes back to Lord Brahma. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, at least in our literature. Who, who understood, was foretelling, Lord Chaitanya's appearance in Swayta Dweek, mm -hmm. and it's making Krishna's appearance completely Krishna's devotion. Mm -hmm. And what he came to give. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thank you. And and um, the message, the title, what it means to be uh, follower. Mm -hmm. Representative. Mm -hmm. So the message, in addition to appreciating 
Prabhupada was the representative of Bhakti Siddhanta A to Z, the message is that's the standard for Guru. Mm -hmm. That's the standard for Guru mm -hmm. in our Guru Tattva Center. It's like that, but of course we can do to that degree, but that's mm -hmm. the standard. Yeah, like that. Yeah. To your full capacity. Everyone has different capacity, but what Krishna wants is the full capacity. Could argue uh, that 
just as Shiva Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasari Mahapur uh, instructed her to be seated and set up. But then Shiva Prabhupada, Shiva Prabhupada became the Acharya, the founder Acharya. So someone could say, so then Shiva Prabhupada instructed her GBC, and then if uh, devotees, then, then some new devotees can establish another Acharya following Shiva Prabhupada. Would not be argument for why that's a, why would not the response to argument be uh, that Shil Papa had the right to do that because his godbrothers failed to execute Shil Bhakti's instructions instead of the GBC. Whereas in our, in our case, when Shil Papa instructed for a GBC to be set up, the disciples eventually they, they did that in, in, in accord with Shil Papa's instructions. Understand. Is there a question mark in there somewhere? Yes, I was, I was asking if the response and argument is correct or complete or there's one to You mean, uh, it, 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 what if the GBC goes off? Uh, no? They don't cooperate with each other? They split? No, I'm sorry, I wasn't so clear. I, I got a fan, maybe it's a fan thing. Turn off, I can hear better. Should I rephrase? Yes, it's the same thing. Oh, that's better. Yeah, now I can hear. Um, okay. So, Shiva Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasar. So, Shiva Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasar, for example, instructed for the Jews to be set up. Our Zvangri Shiva Bhakti, he became the Acharya. Uh, he, he is not a member of Gaudi Adam, that Shilabhakti Siddhanta instructed his disciples to set up a GBC on the government. So, what, what, why, why is it then that, that in the future, devotees uh, could not argue uh, that they could not do the same thing, and although Shilabhakti said set up a GBC within his time, now new devotees can say, we don't, we don't need to follow that instruction. We can, we can set up a new institution with a new acharya just, just because Shil Prabhupada did the same thing. This response says, as Prabhupada did, I'm going to do it. Hmm. Well, uh, Prabhupada did not instruct any of us to do that, did he? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to follow Srila Prabhupada, you follow his instructions, you don't imitate him. There's a big difference between imitating and following in the footsteps. So his order was to cooperate together and, 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 and to go set up your own institution, no matter how razzle-dazzle you are, uh, means that you're in violation of Prabhupada's order. You just you don't understand what Prabhupada wants. And the GBC was a vehicle uh, for cooperation. violation of his instruction, not to imitate. And by the way, Srila Prabhupada didn't just walk away. When he, there's a record, when he got to New York, he tried very, very hard to work together. He, 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 wrote, he wrote 
to Chitta Maharaj. Uh, I'll, I'll be a worker for the Sri Chaitanya Mahat. Because see, Prabhupada, all, all he needed was a small thing, actually, from his godmother. He had a donor, Gujarat, who was willing to pay for a temple in New York City. Went to New York, he saw what the Ram Krishna Mission had, the nice place, and that really to do anything in New York, you need to have a, a decent place. And he found a place. And he had a donor in India, a very wealthy businessman, who was willing to send money. What he needed was somebody one of his godbrothers, and many of his, at least three of them were very well connected with the Indian government, to go to, to go to the proper place in the government and get a permission to release the money so it could come to America. Because you remember, Prabhupada only could take 40 rupees out, which was $7. All that's all they had to do was take a day or two. And, 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 and use their influence, uh, the, the, tell them knew very well uh, the president of India, Dr. Radhakrishna. You know, they, they could have done it. Just a little inconvenience. Nobody did it. Nobody did it. So he tried, and he kept trying. One wasn't that he just walked away. Uh, and then later on, a few years later, he writes to the Gaudiya Mission, which was the Calcutta Temple. They were involved to work together. Uh, Prabhupada tried to get them to work with them. The, the first group was, was Mayapur, the Calcutta. Uh, and, uh, and, and Prabhupada wrote to Brahmananda about this correspondence he was carrying on. He says, he says, uh, now, I, I know it is a hopeless case, but you know me, I never give up hope. <laughs> and so he kept trying, and then, then in his very last days, he sent the Bhakti Vedanta Charity Trust up again to try to work together. So he never stopped. And if we see what people want to go off on their own, they, they, they try to work together, you might find out that you could actually succeed. But people don't want to work together. There's people that have split off that I've sat in the room and talked to, and basically they like being on their own. They don't like to have anybody they have to answer to. That's not a good reason. <laughs> okay, no. Thank you. Any more time? Any more questions? Uh, who is Oh, okay. You ready, Amitra? You got your bag in hand? Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada.